Levels, levels. Uh, levels, levels. Hey, look at that. My levels work this week. Hey, there we go. All right. Hey, uh, do we have a guest today? No, no guests, but we're looking for a man with a mole on his nose. A mole on his nose? A mole on his nose. Well, what kind of clothes? What kind of clothes do you suppose? What kind of clothes do I suppose would be worn by a man with a mole on his nose? Who knows? Did I happen to mention, did I bother to disclose this man that we're seeking with a mole on his nose? I'm not sure of his clothes or anything else, except he's Chinese, a big clue by itself. How do you do that? You got to read a lot of Dr. Seuss. Or have your podcast partner start moonlighting. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure and cold opens from the 80s are always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I just, on behalf of the toddlers, um, I just, I have one quick question about the cold open before we move on. Just, uh-huh. what the hell was that? <laughs> so, um... A couple of days ago, you texted me a picture of your uh, recording setup with like six microphones in front of you. Yes. And you said, guess what I'm doing? And I guessed that you were moonlighting on another podcast. Mm. Okay. And and so that that back and forth exchange was a rapid fire exchange from moonlighting with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd and a waiter. Uh, anyway, yes. I, uh, I, so that was, I believe you were moonlighting. I believe that was a, a doorman at a private event. I guess you're right. Let them in. Yes. Yes. The doorman was not, they were not on the list. Correct. We're not, we're not on, we're not on the list. That's okay. We don't need, we don't need to be, we're looking for a man with a mole on his nose. Yes. So that was, you were moonlighting, which is what, pro- that is my favorite one. Well, one of my favorite exchanges on moonlighting. Do bears bear? Do bees bee? Bruce, Bruce Willis. There you go. The clip you sent me of this might be the most moonlighting I've ever watched. So <laughs> um, I'm going to take your word for it. The, my favorite, my favorite episode was where they did. Uh, you, you, uh, you haven't seen this. They did the taming of the shrew. Okay. With Sybil Shepherd's character playing the role of Kate. And, um, it was, it was pretty good. It's, it's on YouTube. If anybody's interested, if you like taming of the shrew and you like moonlighting, here's the thing. If you like moonlighting, you've seen this episode. If you have no interest, never mind. Okay, hey, here we are. Moving on. <laughs> Three minutes. Nobody's ever getting back. <clears throat> getting confirmation. I'm just assuming our cold open next week is going to be a walk and talk from the West Wing. So that's fine. <laughs> you know, we're done writing this crap. There plenty of people have written plenty of crap before. We can just we just use it again. It's hard to believe we're from the same species. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Twelve lawyers what? in the room. Sorry. 
uh, where, where, uh, let's go, let's go do follow up and feedback and updates and stuff. How about that? Yes. Yes. Uh, we were in tech corner and you gave your update update. Yes. Amy reaches into her bag for her cell phone to start updating. And I just started laughing. <laughs> what? 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 Just wait. <laughs> Because I knew it was coming. <laughs> did she update? She I'm did she, update. She did. And she did update and turned on um, lost stolen phone device. protection. Yes, stolen, stolen device protection. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As did I, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good Good idea. Uh, it, uh, other than changing some settings on your phone could take a little longer. Yes. Everybody should probably turn it on. Yes. Uh, the, actually, this... Um, actually, uh, quick follow-up update there. My iPad mini four, which I said did not have an update. I was wrong. Yes. Um, actually it did have an update. I'm now at 15.8.1 on that iPad mini, uh, which was purchased in December of 2016. It's seven plus years old. Yeah, with this last update, there were some security fixes, and Apple went back to the previous two OSs besides the current one to make sure that they got the security updates. So, which again, just this is where, oh, Apple's slowing our phones down so that they can make us go buy new ones, and yet they're still providing security updates to an iPad from 2016. So it's it, sometimes... They do some bad stuff. I'm not going to say that they don't, but <laughs> but they do try to keep your devices running for as long as they possibly can. Oh, let's see. How about how about Lisa? Uh, Lisa, uh, Lisa was listening to the episode, uh, listened to the old cold open, and said, "I'm in. Let's go." Um, so uh, Todd gone to in London. She, she's fine, and then. <laughs> And then when I said, you know, I pointed out we don't have the dates. She's like, that doesn't matter. We'll be there. So, um, yes, we're, <laughs> she's she's ready to go. Uh, we'll we'll be there. So uh, all all set for London in the fall. Excellent. Uh, Sherry wants us to get the e-bike all charged up because the Ragbri route was announced on Sunday. Um, actually, here's my complaint with this. Can we, can we do cranky old man radio for a minute? Hasn't stopped us for the last 204. So why should, why should it be why, a problem now? The rag by route is announced. Rag by route, route no, announcement. The, the overnight no. hosts were announced. Thank you. That's, that's what this was. The route comes later. It's just the unveiling of the overnight host towns. Right. And they put the mileage in between the towns so they know the actual route, or at least they think they do, until road construction happens and whatever. Anyway, um, but it's not a route announcement. It's an overnight stop announcement. That's different. I mean, it's a general direction announcement. That's We're generally going to be here <laughs> going west to eat uh it's a southern route 
Uh, there is one stop that is Winterset. It's 20 miles west of my house. The next stop is Knoxville. It's about 40 miles-ish, depending on how you go, east of my house. But there are a lot of hills in southern Iowa. This is a southern route. There are a lot of hills. To which point, Sherry says, a lot of hills, better charge up the e-bike. I'm not sure, even with a full charge on a southern route, that my e-bike can manage 74 miles. Okay. Well, all right. If we think this through, it's just an engineering problem. I mean, the other way could be you could just get a regular bike and just get used to riding hills, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, so, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So here's what we need to do. Um, all we're going to need to do is we get your e-bike. Okay. Step one. Now it's already done. We're already we're already cooking here. Then we're going to need uh, we're, we'll need to buy or build a small trailer that goes off the back of the e-bike. You want that to be pretty lightweight because this is going to have to go up the hills. And so if you add any weight, it's going to slow down your battery, but as light as weight as possible. Okay. Step three, buy 32 car batteries <laughs> <laughs> and put them on the trailer. <laughs> Couldn't I, I mean, not to, not, not <laughs> and the reason I would have to do that is because the company that makes my e-bike went out of business. Mm. I can't just buy a second battery and have it charged up and strapped to the back and swap it out when the first one goes dead. But, you know, you remember, funny thing. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say funny thing. Uh, I didn't know it was out of business. Uh, that would also be easier just to buy a second battery and carry it with you. Uh, I guess I went I went to the extreme engineering solution, but, you know. <laughs> well, here's the other thing. In our house, we have two e-bikes. You do. So I suggested to Amy that we could load up the e-bikes. She can drop me off in Winterset and then meet me at the halfway meetup point. That's about as far as I got with my plan before she shut me down. <laughs> you know, uh, I, th I think they finally... So Formula E which is a race car series that's completely battery based cars. Yeah. Um, for the up until, I don't know if they finally solved it last year, this year or next year um, for the first five or six years of this, the, um, the batteries in the cars couldn't last an entire race and you're not going to pull in and charge like, you know, set up a Tesla stand while the guy's, you know, <laughs> drinking a beer before racing again. So the way that they had it set up was they had the pits um, with a car with, you know, uh, all the teams had like a, a tent for a pit or whatever. And basically every driver had two cars. So you drive the first half in the one car and then you would come into the pits and you would hop out of your one car and hop in the other car and drive the second car for the second half of the race. Now, why are you doing this? Because it's about sustainability, right? We got to, we got to reduce, reuse, recycle, but carrying two cars around anyway. So that's what I, that's what in my mind was like, there's a little tent that's like Dwayne's pit stop. And like you ride your bike and you drop the one bike and you grab the other one and you're off. Um, 
Although there might be at least like lemonade and like a hot dog or something in there. If there's there, there might be a Kaibo. That'd be handy. Because this is like a transition area, but we do need to be wary of transition area Kaibos. Yes. Yeah. That's going to slow you down because you're going to have to knock and then wait. Pull halfway and pause. Pull and pause. Yes. The, um, why wouldn't they? So what, what, what is the solution that they've come up with? Do they jack the car up, pull out the batteries, throw in a full new battery pack, and then off they go? Or they could also make the race a shorter so that they were just barely longer than the length of what the battery is. And then you've got to conserve or whatever on your, on your battery pack. So you uh, could, you could adjust the size of the race to the size of the batteries. Um, they're, they're just getting better batteries basically is what they're doing now. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that you have these race cars making no noise, just whizzing, just like, wow, is it anyway? Um, what, let's see, where were we at? We were at Sherry. Sherry was giving us follow-up. Sherry was, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, the Ragbar route doesn't look e-bike friendly. Check that. Uh, she said, thank you for the toddy. The postcard holds a special place in my heart. Um, at some point, Greg will zell somebody money for his Nobel Prize sponsorship. Yes. I Actually, I believe he has zelled me. The Now I think. Uh, oh, did that, he? Oh. Now, yes. I think I have a link of some kind. Um, now I have to go figure out what to do with it. Uh. Okay. So that also goes to follow up. Uh, we talked about, wow, are we really jumping around here? The last week or two weeks ago, we talked about how I got a $92 check from Apple. Yes. It raises the question for me and you have to go into the way, way back machine to know this. Did you ever get your $22 from Google? No. <laughs> we spent like six episodes trying to navigate how to get our money yeah. from the yeah. great Iowa treasure hunt yeah. so that you could get your $22. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at some point. Um, at some point, I, I don't know what my hourly rate is, but, um, I'm negative now for that 22 and, uh, the content (laughs) sort of ran out. So no, it didn't. We're back. (laughs) Thanks Google winning. Uh, let's see. Uh, toddler 401 K Danny Hasselhoff is funny when explained. (laughs) true uh the uh he sent us a picture of the um lego talking to todd from the Whomping willow yes. tree yeah. from yeah yes that car calling that, a, calling that a car that's like four bricks is what it is <laughs> yeah yeah it's a yeah. it's a it's a miniature uh it's check. a miniature it's a miniature lego of a miniature lego of a miniature Lego <laughs> on Apple TV plus on Apple TV yes. on Apple TV. Yes. That's, that's how you can watch it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and Danny's favorite feedback is when Amy calls me out. 
he also enjoys it when she cheers for sports in the background. Yeah, you know, I saw that feedback and my thought was, we do all of this work. Not, not really, but we do all of this work to put together this show. You know, between us, we spend 10 to 15 minutes preparing. People are like, that much? Doesn't show. Combined. Um, combined. Yeah. Combined, yeah. And then, and then Danny's favorite part of the show is when Amy's in the house watching, getting very excited about Drake basketball. Uh, yeah. yeah. Studio One isn't as soundproof as we might think it is. <laughs> Clearly. Anything else? Anything else come in on your end? Uh, no. Okay, let's see. Uh, we already did. Um, actually. Uh, other follow-up that we haven't covered. Oh, uh, you remember Jake's story about um, the tree guy? Oh, yeah. So right after we finally did the story, the uh, the judgment came down. And he was ordered, uh, again, the Northwest Iowa man who cut down and stole dozens of trees from state property, including one of the oldest bur oaks in the state, was ordered on Friday to pay a fine of nearly $25,000. He, he faced a fine of up to five years in prison for the theft charge and one year each for the timber violations, which could have been quite a long, long time. But instead, he ordered him to pay a $430 fine for each of the timber violations, which totaled $24,725. Ouch. And that does not cover restitution yet. So that's the, that's the criminal fine that he has to pay. Yeah. They may come after him for restitution, which could be up to another $40,000. The uh, the giant bur oak accounts for more than half of that total because it cannot be replaced and has historical significance, according to a forestry. Yeah, after we, ha- after we had this, I said, this is wild. So then I started, uh, I started doing some Googling and started pulling up all of the, uh, not, I started pulling up stories that I had missed about all of this and was like, yep, this is as insane as it sounds. The, the other piece that you, I mean, there were so many twists and turns to this whole thing. Uh, but uh, I did see that beyond the, the whole tree theft thing, uh, he, he also, uh, as as part of the investigation of the tree theft, they they executed uh, they searched his house, uh, in which they found numerous felony drug they filed numerous felony drug and weapon charges um, against him. But the judge ended up throwing uh, decided that the search warrants had uncovered uh, were I- improperly approved. So um, so the the tree the all of the charges around the guns and the meth and the marijuana were thrown out uh and i'm just thinking if if you're sitting in your house on a pile of meth and marijuana and your illegal guns and then you're thinking you know what i should do is i should go chop down one of the largest trees in the state and just start clear cutting a forest because that will really uh not draw attention to me in my house it, it- it wasn't the first time this week that investigators in Iowa did something without a warrant, but you know, we may cover, we, we may or may not cover that later. We'll see. 
Uh, yeah, I did. I, I did see, by the way, to your point, as reading through all of this, that yes, the judge did point out that the uh, English, uh, the English charter from the 1200s uh, covers, you know, England. Um, <laughs> Not to belabor the point, but <laughs> duh. Yeah, yeah. To, to be completely honest, uh, and this this just this did send me down a rat hole because I was like, this is kind of interesting. This is an interesting constitutional question. So I was sitting here researching, like, okay, what is the English common law's uh, place within our uh, within our judiciary uh, and within our legal structures? And then you get to some interesting points about, well, okay, so that covered the sovereign. Is the government if the government the government is the people, technically, the government isn't the king. So so does this even apply? Even if it did apply, is the government because he didn't steal the governor's trees, he he cut down the people's trees. And then I was just like, okay, I gotta walk away from this. It doesn't matter. Um, um the normally People say they go down a rabbit hole, but in this case, since there was meth involved, I think you're actually correct that he went, you went down a rat hole. (laughs) That seems to be more appropriate for this particular story. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, (laughs) you start getting this stuff, man from Iowa is going to start getting up there with man from Florida. So boy, yeah. Uh, Other stuff that you caught? Um, yeah, just as a follow-up, I think we covered this in October, uh, and we were three weeks away from a hearing about the 2022 Olympics and whether or not who gets the team figure skating medals. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I said, oh, they're going to have a hearing in November, but don't worry. They're not going to decide anything. They're just going to kick this down the road, and that's exactly what they did. They had three days of hearings and then said, mm, we're going to need more time. Yeah from the 2022 Olympics. Uh, anyway, the verdict from the uh, court of arbitration of sport finally came down this week. And uh, the Russian teenager who was caught doping, they ruled was excluded from the Olympics. Uh, therefore the United States who finished second in the competition have now been elevated to uh, champion and they will be getting the uh, yes, they will be getting the gold medals um usa usa okay i you know nothing 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 means uh nothing really feels like the the victory of sport like two and a half years later two two and a half years later after the lawyers and the court of arbitration gets involved to say congratulations you won jeez it's just good that they got this thing wrapped up before the paris olympics kick off here in a couple of months Thank God. Uh, We already kind of did Tech Corner as presented by the Taylor Center for Technology Policy. I've had a really, really busy week in Technical Corner. Uh, We were down in Knoxville. We were into the fourth quarter. And the visiting coach i'm standing by him he's like that's a foul that's a foul come on you gotta call that that's a foul i'm like coach and i kept moving just kind of give him a little warning little hand hey coach 
give them a little warning, run down to the other end because the ball went the other way. And I look up at the scoreboard and the foul count is five to nothing in his favor. We get back down to the other end and we've kind of got a little break in play and I'm standing next to him and under my breath, I mutter, coach, you know, in all the years I've been doing this, this is a pretty, I'm pretty sure this is the first time that I've ever had a coach complain about the foul count when the coach is, when that team is up five, nothing. <laughs> and he just started laughing. Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous, wasn't it? <laughs> so, you know, fun story there. No technical involved, but a, you know, a nice exchange with a coach. <laughs> have you ever have you ever been tempted like after one of the coaches is explaining to you how to do your job and what you need to do then at the break and this would be with somebody well it could go either way uh at the break just go up and say hey coach uh i don't think zone is working you should probably switch to man and your wing is uh getting taken uh when the guy drives left so i would bring in the guy off the i would bring in the other guy who was handling that much better and the coach goes why are you telling me this and said if you're going to be spending all night telling me how to do my job i'm going to start telling you how to do yours <laughs> coach you ever thought about going to a box in one because you're getting lit up <laughs> just, just trying to be helpful over here I have eyes. I can see. <laughs> Last night, this actually is a technical story. Last night we're working and um, there's a there's a line on the floor for the coach's box. The coach was ignoring it. He was coaching almost all the way out to half court. Um, we reminded him where he needed to be. The other coach was not violating. I mean, the the home coach wasn't yelling at us, but he was clearly well outside of where he should have been. And, you know, it's not fair to both coaches. Right. And I reminded him where he needed to be, showed him where the line was. My partner, one of my partners showed him where the line was. Your janitorial staff went to a lot of effort to right? put this really nice line down here for you. <laughs> and we get, we get to the second quarter and he does it yet again. This is like the fourth or fifth time. And I blow my whistle. I put my hand up and I give him a bench warning, not a technical, a bench Just warning. Right. Again, officially put it in the book for violating the coach's box rule. Where am I supposed to stand? We've got these stands. We got these steps here. There's plenty of room in front of the bench behind the line where he's supposed to stand. <laughs> where am I supposed to stand? Behind that line, coach. And I turn and I take three steps the other way. And I look at the bench to put the ball in play. And he has walked two steps up into the stands. Okay. At which point that was when we shot free throws and gave the ball to the other team. Uh -huh. I mean, good for, good for him. I mean, so let me ask you this, just, you yeah. know, uh, at the, on the NF, at the, at the end zone of the NFL is a plane that extends around the world, right? <laughs> so as long as, so as long as the ball crosses the plane and you're not out of bounds, the ball can be out of bounds because it is a plane. Is the coach's box line, a plane that extends into the stands? 
even standing where he was, he was still outside the coach's Well, there's box. your problem then. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, but once I called the technical, he had to go and sit down inside the coach's box. We had no problem the whole rest of the night. Uh, we came back out from halftime, and the visiting coach looks at me, says, just for the record, where's the line on my side so that I make sure that I don't <laughs> violate it? <laughs> the visiting coach was fantastic all night. He was a laugh riot. We went to double overtime at the end, towards the end of the re- of regulation. He's like, I don't know why I'm even doing this. God, I got to retire. Middle of the first overtime. Why do we do this again? This is, oh my God, I am done. I am just, I can, I'm going to quit. I cannot take this. This is awful. Double overtime. Great, great games last night. Really super. Anyway, Doug, you're welcome. Technical corner. There you go. If you're a coach, you should never ask. So where do you exactly do you want me to stand? In the shower. <laughs> In the, yes. Bye-bye. Yeah, this guy, <laughs> this guy was, this guy was all right. I, we, I, I've, uh, I've had this guy's, guy's games for several years. He's, he's a good guy. Oh, um, I, I'm not going to nominate the home coach for the Scott Frost Memorial idiot of the week, but, oh, oh. I'm supposed to have something here for Todd. I don't know. If you don't, I mean, we're already 30 minutes in. So, I mean, you know, there's nobody's going to be upset. Nobody. Hey, that's right. That sound means it's time for me to try to stump Todd. Um, let's see. This is kind of a local story for you. Maybe not. Um, do you know, open, open-ended essay question. Do you know, can you tell me why an Iowa Falls police officer got in trouble last week? Something that Todd ought to know. Can you tell me why an Iowa Falls police officer got in trouble last week? <sighs> Is this is this, a, is this a good time to mention that one of uh, one of my nephews is an Iowa Falls police officer? Was this him? Do you I, know this I, story? I don't know the story. Um, I just feel like there's a conflict of interest coming here. Um, huh? Um, we're going to assume uh, we're going to assume Lisa didn't tell me about it, so it didn't make it to Facebook. So therefore, it's not. Uh, huh. Yeah. Okay. Why would somebody in Iowa, a Iowa Falls police officer, uh, too much time protecting the central come and go or Casey's or whatever it is now. There, there are so many of them. Yes. Uh, no, uh, he was doing some protecting. So according to the Times Citizen, the Hardin County newspaper that everyone depends upon. No, that's not their slogan. The the officer with the drug-sniffing dog went to the middle school after hours, after the school was closed, and was doing some training with the dog and had hidden marijuana in different places in the school to try to 
train the dog and get the dog to be able to find the marijuana. He was literally, I just want to be clear. He was taking the dog to the middle school so that the dog could learn. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Buddy, we got to go to school more ways than one. Okay. (laughs) Love it. All right. When they were done, I don't know how many bags that they went to the, of marijuana that they went to the school with. But they left with N minus (laughs) one. Yes, they did. That's a, that's a math problem. (laughs) Seventh grade algebra right there. Yes. N minus one, which was then found in a cupboard by the teacher. Yes. And uh, no, no students were ever at risk. No students found the marijuana. Uh, No students smoked the marijuana, but. The officer got called to the principal's office. I don't know. I, okay. When we yes. go to McDonald's, when we yes. like, we or, or any drive-thru, uh, we don't go to McDonald's that much, but let's say we go to a fast food drive-thru and we have been known, like you order, let's say you order three things, like one sandwich each and some fries to share three things. Multiple times, we've gone to a drive-thru, ordered, say, three things, get the bag, pull forward, and something is missing. And you're like, I understand if the order's like 20, but with only three items, how, how did you miscount three? So the concern, so the question I would have just in general is, how many bags of marijuana do you have to take with you in order to... (laughs) how many how many bags of marijuana do you have to take with you to that when you leave you forget now how many did i have was that was that 12 or was that 13 i it's hard to remember how many i yeah in all in all the excitement and confusion i kind of lost track was that did i fire five or six do you know? Do you do you, do you, do you feel lucky, punk? <clears throat> kind of messed up the quote, but you get the general idea. Oh yeah, no, that went through that yeah. went through my yeah. that went that went through my yeah. head as well. I just the, yeah, I, I'm worried about the effectiveness and efficiency of the dog. I mean, the dog's supposed to find all of these, right? Isn't it, it's really not the officer's fault? It's the dog's fault for not finding them all. I don't know why the officer's taking the heat. The dog's got to bear some responsibility here for not doing his job or her job. I was just more thinking about all the big signs that are around all of the schools that say this is an absolutely a drug-free zone. Nope. And then and then the police bring the drugs in. Like, isn't that giving a, <laughs> hey, kids, don't do drugs on school property. But if you need them, call the police. <laughs> Check the science teachers. It was it was found in a math classroom because if it was meth, it'd be in the chemistry lab. Oh no, it was a science experiment. I was I was cooking meth, and then the pressure cooker left uh, uh, broke, and then it just sprayed meth out. Anyway, never mind. All right, what else we got? Was that what was that what I was supposed to know? It was what you were supposed to know, which you didn't. So, uh, congratulations! Another five dollars for you. Your Nobel Prize. Although, here's the yes. thing. We're recording this on January 31st, but by the time this thing airs, it'll probably be February, and I believe that Greg said he would sponsor <laughs> for January, so I think he's got a way out. 
Why did I do that? Why did I say that? I shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't. Yeah, just take the money and run. Oh, uh, how about uh, the Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week? I mean, we kind of just did one, but what what did you bring? Um, yeah, so uh, police in Colorado are looking for somebody who was speeding. Um, they they know he's he's they they know who he is, uh, and but they're looking for him. Uh, he uh, he's a YouTuber, uh, Gixerbra, uh, filmed filmed himself, and then posted on YouTube on a motorcycle. Uh, going from Colorado Springs to Denver in about 20 minutes. Wow. And entitled, yes, uh, yes, uh, I believe he entitled the video Colorado Springs to Denver in uh, 20 minutes. Now, uh, usually that usually that takes over an hour. So how could he do that? Well, he was filming himself on his motorcycle uh, exceeding over 150 miles an hour on, on I-25 to prove, I guess, that it could be done. Um, so weaving in between vehicles so that, you know, nobody slowed him down. And if you're doing more than 150 miles an hour, let's be honest, everybody is slowing you. The, the car doing 90. If yeah. you're doing 150, the car doing 90 is 60 miles an hour slower than you. Okay. Um. In the right construction zone, he was the entire speed limit over the traffic. Over the person who was exceeding the speed limit by that yeah. much as again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, now, I could say that the idiot was the guy that did it for doing it because that's it. nuts. Well, doing it and posting it? Doing it. I would say the, the bigger idiot, though, is then posting it on your own channel <laughs> saying, look what I did. So, um, yeah. So the agency has identified the 32 year old as Rendon Dietzman because it's his YouTube channel. Um, the Colorado state patrol has now called him the quote, Colorado Springs, the Denver in 20 minutes guy. So at least he's on brand. I mean, he's building a brand. So, uh, and they've announced an arrest warrant. Um, he is he's facing a significant number of charges, including menacing because he placed another person in fear of intimate, intimate, serious bodily injury, engaged in speed contest, reckless endangerment, reckless driving, speeding 40 miles over the prima facie limit. I guess that's as much as you can try and engage in an exhibition of speed. And just for good measure, the vehicle had no number plate attached. See, that's how they got Capone, right? <laughs> you get him on taxes, you're going to get this guy lack of registration. The rest, we could, you know what? I don't know whether we're going to get him or not, but you didn't have your tags. Um, Clearly. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he didn't want to be found out. Yeah, keep it quiet on the down low. Right. Yeah. Um, his channel has over 250,000 subscribers. Uh, and he's, uh, other, other videos that he has is in October, he showed him that he hit speeds of over 180 miles an hour on a stretch of I 35, uh, in Fort Worth. Um, wow. so interesting enough though, welcome to Texas. 
guy posts a video of 180 miles an hour on I-35. The the Texas State Patrol, the, the Texas Highway Patrol or whatever is like, I bet you we can top that. Colorado says we're going to arrest the guy. It's a different approach. How about you? What'd you bring? Uh, so I, I brought three stories. One, Iowa Falls training exercise goes to pot, which we've already done. Uh, number two, this guy was a maverick. And story number three, squirrel. Um, should we? Well, <laughs> there's part of me that, there's some part of me that just wants to put you in a box and go. I'd love to hear about the IF training exercise goes to pot. <laughs> um, you broke the rules. I did. You put I did. it on the list and then you talked about it. So there's part of me that really wants to do that, but. <laughs> But I've gotten feedback that that is uh, that is not appreciated as a comedy bit as much as I think it is. So um, why don't we go with Squirrel? So this story, here's the um, the headline that appeared on uh, Channel Nine News. All right, that is. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've done I've done a lot of, you know, I, I've worked at multiple radio stations, and I've done a lot of stuff where you just pick up the copy and you just read whatever is there. And you know, as you read it, you just you kind of discover it for the first time. Uh, but I looked ahead. All right, <clears throat> coming up next on News Nine: Wife stabs husband with squirrel. <laughs> So when I clicked into the actual article, the headline is enraged wife stabs husband with ceramic squirrel because he didn't buy beer. A 44-year-old woman allegedly attacked her husband with the decorative object because he came home without beer on Christmas Eve. The uh, She was furious allegedly beat and stabbed her husband with a ceramic squirrel because she was furious that he returned home without beer. He had gone out to buy beer late on Christmas Eve, but due to the shops being shut for Christmas, returned home empty-handed. Enraged by the lack of alcohol, Helen Ann Williams from South Carolina, not Florida, as one would expect, allegedly set upon her husband as he made a sandwich, hitting him over the head with a decorative object, and then stabbing him in the chest. <laughs> he escaped and called 911 from a neighbor's house, had blood all over him. Uh, she's arrested and in jail, charged with criminal domestic violence, which is nothing to laugh about. But the headline definitely was... <laughs> I mean, I, what, how, what did she do? Did, she's like, look over there and then hit him with the squirrel. Did she just, did she literally squirrel him? Squirrel. And then thunk. I don't know. I, <laughs> he's at a loss. Oh my God. I if, just, he's, <laughs> I'm just, what I'm trying to figure out is usually in cases like this, as soon as you said beer was involved, I was like, that makes perfect sense, right? Alcohol is always involved, but but normally, normally it's too much alcohol, <laughs> not the not enough alcohol. Like, and well, and by the way, just they, the, the, the yeah, they may have run out. I, that part I get, yes, and they weren't going to make it through. Uh, 
the the by the way the picture the 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 picture of her mugshot uh that is a woman who has run out of f's to give um <laughs> but but clearly not squirrels yeah no i mean that's a i mean it's not a smiling mugshot it's just like well it's christmas eve i'm in jail again Here i am well <laughs> by the time that picture was taken it was it was christmas morning Oh, technically. Yes. Yeah. So Merry Christmas. Again, Merry the look on her face though was not the first time I spent Christmas in jail. <laughs> here, here we are again. <laughs> hey Bob. <laughs> oh, so there was that. Uh, what are we watching this week? Uh, Lisa and I are uh, still working our way through for all mankind. Uh, uh, we have a couple of episodes left. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm not giving away any spoilers, but at one point I just turned. Have, have you guys watched it? Not yet. Okay. At one point, I, I really know any spoil. I'm like, I didn't realize that labor policy would be part of my space show. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, by the way, we're, I haven't mentioned yet. We're also, uh, RuPaul's, uh, Drag Race season 16 returned, um, three weeks ago, I believe. So, um, that is, that is back, um, must be four weeks now. Yes. So, uh, and they've gone back to the 90 minute episodes instead of the 60 minute episodes. So, um, you get, you get all the goodness. Um, I'm going to need to just go watch the recaps. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, okay. That's on the other hand, on the other hand, I believe they did the the first uh, after they, you know, you, you get introduced to the seven queens, then get introduced to the next seven queens, then you bring them all together. I believe the first episode with all fourteen of them was uh, the ball, uh, the ball challenge, which for people who don't watch it is three separate runway looks with fourteen queens. Um. That's that's Here's a lot of five looks. seconds. Here's yeah, your exactly. five seconds. Poof, Here's your poof, five poof. seconds. Yeah. Oh. 90 minutes. We don't have enough anyway. Um, so anyway, there you go. Lisa's been asking, hey, is Dwayne and Amy watching this yet? I'm like, oh, I haven't asked. So and then Lisa's been uh Lisa's uh traveling this week, so our shared shows have stopped. And um uh, instead I've I've actually been catching up on a couple of books. Uh so what have I been looking at? I've been looking at my phone using the Kindle app on my phone um yeah. to read and uh, uh read a book from uh, from the chief engineer who built the 747. Uh, learned learned all about the 747, and then that talked about uh, the main people that drove that was Pan Am, and I had a book called Sky Gods, which was about the fall of Pan Am. So read that one, uh, read that one as well. And um, interesting, uh, those two books. One of them is uh, they talk about some of the same meetings. <laughs> From oh. a person from the Boeing side, how this meeting went, and then a person reporting how the Pan Am people talked about a meeting that went like in the late 60s. And you're like, were you really at the same meeting? Be- because according to this book, this is what happened. And according according to this book, we really put them in their place. And then according to the other book, we really put them in their place. It's like, nobody knows what's going on. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody knows. That's why the winners write the history. And if there's no winners, then everybody gets to write the history. Anyway, what are you watching this week? I don't, I don't think I had ever watched 
all of the Jesse Stone movies, which is a Tom Selleck thing that uh, based on Robert Parker's Jesse Stone character, they did nine of these between like 1990, maybe and 2015. No, that can't be right. I don't know. Anyway, the first one was a really long time ago and Tom Selleck could um, walk, uh, which he doesn't, which he doesn't do now on Blue Bloods. They just see him sitting in a chair or something. He doesn't, he doesn't move a whole lot uh, on Blue Bloods. But anyway, so we, uh, over the course of about a week and a half, we watched all nine of those movies that are like 90 minutes long. If you haven't ever watched them, uh, it's like Murder, She Wrote, basically. I mean, it's that kind of fair, small Massachusetts town. He's the police chief. Um, you don't have to think real hard, frankly. And maybe I say this too often. Don't. Don't think real hard. Because um, they certainly didn't on the writing. <laughs> Why did this happen? I don't care. Move hey, on. Right? Whatever. Look, this is, it. this is airing on CBS on a Sunday night after an NFL game. Nobody cares. Nope. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's so, and we're also watching. Have you, are you watching Percy Jackson? No. Okay. They're dropping these one week at a time. We're several weeks behind. We need some, we need to do some catching up, but I think we're, I think we're in that like episode four, as far as we've gone along. Uh, and that's on Disney plus, right? It is on Disney plus. Yep. Yep. It's pretty good. Yep. Oh, by the way, speaking of, uh, just speaking of streaming, uh, uh, if, uh, anybody who has got Amazon Prime Video, uh, we've now passed uh, in the last day or two. They turned on their ads, so unless you're paying two ninety nine, you're now getting ads in all of your Prime Video. Uh, also, at the same time, as part of we're T-Mobile subscribers, and as part of the why we pay large bills, they 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 give you free stuff uh, on us, and they've been paying for our Netflix for the past couple of years because it's part of our benefits or whatever. And uh, Lisa, Lisa sent me a text message on screen. Uh, we got dropped from the no ads plan to the ads plan. And uh, uh, because T-Mobile, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They sent me an email like three weeks ago and I didn't understand. Like I, I, I read it five times. I understood every individual word, but the way that they put the words together, I, I, I literally. So I just said, you know what? Something's going to happen and we're going to find out what this means. And what it means is instead of subsidizing our $12.99 a month plan or whatever, uh, uh, based off of uh, to, to deliver the best value for us, uh, they basically are now giving us the $6.99 a month plan for free instead of the $11.99 they were uh, because they value us. And based on feedback, this is what people want. People gonna wanted have to- more ads? They wanted T-Mobile to pay less to provide them more ads. Oh, I, clear. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. tracks. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? The people who are writing the press releases for T-Mobile may have worked on writing Jesse Stone movies. Uh, 15. Don't, don't overthink it. Just write it. Just, yep. Nobody's going to read it anyway. Or if they do, they won't understand it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 Uh, what did we, what did we learn this week? Since we recorded last, we, we had a, we had a bunch of rain last week, uh, multiple days of just, just rain, not not torrential, but just sort of constant rain. And what I learned was Preston, who is almost four years old now, uh, doesn't like rain. And I know that because while it was raining, when we let him outside into the backyard, he would go out, see that it was raining, turn around, come back in, 
and then find a hiding place to pee in the house. Um, now, what I also learned was uh, he doesn't like peeing on the hardwood floor or the faux hardwood floor, the place where it's easy. Um, apparently, he likes to hide it. Um, bathroom rugs, perfect. Kitchen rugs, great. Uh, rug by the rug by the garage. Pretty much any rug uh, is awesome. And then if the rug isn't close by, carpet is basically just a big rug. Um, uh, and it's like, well, at least he's sticking to rugs. You can at least pick. No, never mind. Um, two rugs are are now leaving the house. They are they are ruined. Um, like like this isn't like oh once or twice. Like that rug is ruined. Um, so after all of that, uh, what did I learn this week? I am re housebreaking our nearly four year old dog. <laughs> Super fun. Super fun. He was fine, mostly. I mean, he had a couple of accidents. Small dog small dogs are harder to train because they can hide and they're much more independent versus, you know, the bigger the dog, the more they want to please you. Small dogs, they're like, yeah, I'm basically a cat. So um he had some issues, a few issues, but now he just went full on. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. And it's raining. And I don't want to get wet. So yes, now we're going back to housebreaking stage. And I am thrilled. I am just, I'm loving standing outside with snacks in my pocket, waiting for this dog to spin in circles to figure out a place that he wants to go. Anyway, great. How about you? What'd you learn this week? <laughs> uh, this was This was actually a couple of weeks ago. When when we got 12 inches of snow followed by 10 inches of snow and super big winds, W-I-N-D-S, winds, the, 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 the accumulation of snowfall was not officially a win for us. It was, it was the big winds that came through and, and created these huge drifts. When that happened, I looked... A couple of days afterwards, I looked down the basement steps and thought that the basement looked unusually dark. Well, maybe there's a light bulb out because there's a fixture right at the top of the, uh, of the, at the base of the steps. There's a light fixture right there. So I'm, oh yeah, yep. Two of the three bulbs were out. So I get the ladder and I get, cause I, you got, it's high enough that I can't just stand on a chair, get the ladder out, replace the two bulbs, put it all back together turn it back on, walk back up to the top of the stairs, look down, still dark. Huh. Wonder what's going on. To the right of the bottom of the stairwell is an egress window. Open up the shade on the egress window and this is what I see. Oh, oh, yeah, I've seen I've seen that before. Like that's usually like when people are climbing Everest or whatever. This is the part where the guides like this this is the place that took 17 people last year. You got to be real careful around here. The the entire window well. 3 and a half, 4 feet deep. The entire window well totally full of snow. The entire window just blanketed. Oh, there's no light coming through. That would be why it's so dark in the basement. You can put as many light bulbs up top as you want to. There's no extra light. Nothing. Nope. The the good news. Well, I don't know if it's good news now, but uh, that is no longer an egress window. 
um, that's that's a snow retention device because you nobody's egressing through that. Like, Amy, is there a drain? There's a drain in the bottom, right? I'm like, yeah, there's a drain in the bottom. Where's the drain go? Huh? That's a good question. No, that's not true. The drain goes to the drainage ocean. pipe. That's all drains go to the ocean. All... <laughs> have, have you have you not seen Finding Dory? I don't. Or Nemo, either one. Or of them. Nemo, Finding Nemo. Yes, yeah. Finding Nemo. Dory's the other. Anyway, yes, I screwed that up. But yes, all trains go to the ocean eventually. <laughs> eventually, that goes to to groundwater and and dissipates. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I think in the last two weeks we may have recovered about a third of our egress. I mean, there's part of me that wonders if I should go scoop it out, and other parts of me not so much. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with visiting scholar Todd Prince wherever you get your pods. Just search Talkin' and the number two. There's no G and no space. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and our January sponsor, Greg High, sponsor of the Nobel Prize, uh, as well as the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, Toddler 3187 in DJ2Go Cedar Valley. You can send us your feedback. Send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? When you were talking about the uh, the woman that stabbed her husband with a squirrel, uh, I, I came up with two lines, and I can't figure out which one I want to use here. So I'm just going to use them both, and whichever one people like. My first thought, the first thought was, you know, he was really lucky uh, because she she stabbed him with a squirrel. It could have gone much worse uh, if she would have used the moose <laughs> or the moose and squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Big trouble for moose and squirrel. Yes, yes. The other one was it could have also gone much, much worse if she would have used that squirrel to collect his nut. (laughs) (laughs) Solid work. Nice. Uh, I am sure we'll have something to clean up next week. Send us your feedback. We're happy to cover it, but we'll be back. We are here. We're talking to Todd. Were they squirrel friends? (laughs) Well, not anymore.